בסייעתא דשמיא נעשה נצליח. This show is going to be בזכות הרב ניסים יגן בן רחל. And it's going to be אלו נשמת אליעזר הכהן בן אנג'לה and נתן בן זויה. And for רפואה שלמת חיים הלל בן רבקה. And also for עם ישראל תודה תשובה שלמה בקרוב. So, the first Shabbat of Bereshit, the first Shabbat that ever, that ever was in this world, it was a full 24 hours of light, full daytime. That's why I've seen, I've seen uh, in Rav, Rav Pinto's Sidur, it says on Shabbat we don't say Laila Tov, we don't say goodnight. We don't say goodnight. Why? Because there is no Vayibokir. There is no, there was no Erev. There was just complete daytime in the first Shabbat. There was no, there was no darkness at all. Only light. Only daytime. That's why it says that Hashem blessed the seventh day. He blessed it so that Adam, whenever Adam experienced Shabbat for the first time, that he would never that since he never saw darkness before he never saw nighttime because he was created on the sixth day right away it was going to be going to be El of Shabbat so Hashem didn't want him to be upset the first the first Shabbat automatically that you've seen light that's all you knew and then automatically the sun goes down everything becomes dark darkness is scary so what's going to happen Adam is automatically going to feel this is scary, this is something wrong, this is something, something happened. And now all the light is gone, it's pitch black, I don't see anything. He's going to get scared, he's going to be, you know, worried and distressed. So Hashem didn't give him darkness at that night. Because on Shabbat you're not going to be, you're not going to be distressed, you have to be happy, you have to... You're not. You can't. You're not supposed to even cry if you hear something that happened. You're not supposed to automatically think about it and say, "Oh my God, what about this? What about that?" Or you're not even supposed to remind someone about something sad. That's how much so you're supposed to be happy on Shabbat. You're not supposed to cry. You're not supposed to be upset. But when it was Motzei Shabbat, Shabbat started to come out. The sun was setting, and then. Darkness started coming to the world, and Adam saw this, and he was scared. He started crying. He says, "Oi, Leo, woe is to me! Like, what's what's happening? Something's happening." So Hashem wanted to calm him down. He gave him two stones. Adam took these stones, rubbed them together, and made fire. He made fire. This thing that we said that that uh, there was no that there was no fire to for Adam not to be scared was is in is in Psikta Rabati. It says over there that this this is what it says. So he rubbed the rubbed the uh, the rocks together, made fire, and he did have the law on that. Shabbat came out, he did have the law. He said We also say whenever Shabbat comes out. This is wherever it started. Adam Rishon was the first one to make Havdalah. 
with the fire that he made after Shabbat. So, how do we show love for Shabbat? Now, showing love for Shabbat is not only you're spending time on Shabbat, you're enjoying the day on Shabbat, you're making it holy, you're spending time with your kids, with your family, with the Torah that Hashem gave us Shabbat for, and you're making a whole entire onik Shabbat, you're enjoying Shabbat. But it's not only on Shabbat. It's right whenever it's about to leave, right when it's about to go away. That you're starting to get yourself, I cannot believe Shabbat is about to end. I don't want it to end. I want it, I want it to stay a little bit more. So what do you do? You keep it for another 10 minutes, 20 minutes, an hour, whatever it is. You keep it for a little longer. And so instead of going according to the Geonim, that you, there's a certain time that Shabbat ends, and that's it. You go according to Rabbi Nutam, which says that Shabbat ends a little later. You say, I'm going to take the stringency to go according to Rabbi Nutam. And that's how you show, it shows you you enjoy Shabbat. You say, I don't want it to leave right away. At least let me have a little bit more time with Shabbat. Now sometimes you have people that whenever it comes to welcoming the Shabbat, they're not so they're not so quick. They're not so like they don't run to Shabbat and say, Come, welcome, welcome, please, I'll take you in a few minutes early. But whenever it's to, whenever there's time for them to say goodbye to Shabbat, for them for Shabbat to leave, they run to the opportunity to say goodbye please leave they run as soon as possible they go they ask their friends they ask their family no what time is Shabbat over okay is Shabbat over okay uh, one more minute they stay in there over there for one more minute until Shabbat is over or they look at the calendar even the calendar Bechad is sometimes it's they choose the most earliest hour because it's a calendar you have to know the halakha yourself of what the uh, what it actually is when Shabbat is over, not the calendar. So they look at the calendar. Oh, this is the earliest time. No problem. That's whenever Shabbat comes out for me. If they only understood, they only remembered that what is Shabbat? Shabbat is not just a day that you can't do things. Shabbat is a day that all the blessings and all the success, all the all the 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 Abundance of the world comes comes from this from this day. Comes down and it gives all the shefa for for the rest of the week. If they only knew that they would wanna hold it on to it as soon as possible. Get as much brachot as possible. But it's so sometimes they have to be disgusting about it. They have to it's such insulting thing that they do. They say no, when is Shabbat going to be over? Imagine there's a guest that comes to your house, very nice guest, very distinguished, and he comes, he's sitting down, and the, the meal's over, and then he wants to stay, he, he's staying a little longer, and then the host was like, when is this guy going to leave? Dola Do comes to your house, you're going to say, when is this, when is he going to leave? Why is he staying so long? I just came, what do you mean? I, you want to... I'm giving you all this. Imagine the king coming over to you. He's giving you so much gold, so much everything. And you're whispering to to your wife and you say, when is this king going to leave? king is going to be like, what do you mean? I'm giving you all this, all this bracha. Not only that, just for me being here is such a slut. And you want me to leave? Not only that, you're going and you're whispering, when is he going to leave? At least show the decency of staying quiet, you know, Whatever it is, 
the king is going to say, you know what? No problem, I'll leave. He's never going to want to come back. He's going to say, what a disgusting people. So how are we treating Shabbat? Shabbat's not going to want to come back. But every week, Shabbat keeps on coming back, keeps on giving us the taste of Ulam Abba. We're just every single week treating it like garbage. There was a story, what the uh, what a uh, nice story that Rav Yigen had that he said that in Yerushalayim there was one time a Hasid that had Shabbat he kept it according to Rabbeinu Tam to the later opinion and one Friday night on Shabbat the, this Hasid came home from, uh, from, from, from the shul and he found his brand new car was gone. Someone stole the car on Shabbat while he was in shul. But he's thinking. He says, "Listen, um, okay, yeah, it's not, it's not nice, it's not fair, but okay, Hashem, first of all, Hashem wanted it to happen. Like I said, happened. What am I going to call the police right now? No, it's Shabbat. I can't call the police right now. It's not a, it's not a matter of uh, life and death. It's not pokoach nefesh. I can't call the police. I can't uh, violate Shabbat because of this." Okay, fine. Listen, I'm not dealing with it right now. The whole entire Shabbat, he didn't think about it. He says, "What do I have to deal with it right now? I'll deal with it uh, after Shabbat. I'm not, uh, I'm not dealing with it right now. Shabbat, I'm gonna have. It's gonna be happy. I'm not gonna think about it the whole entire Shabbat. Maybe this, maybe that. Why did I shouldn't do this to me? What about this? What about that? How am I gonna get this? He knew that on Shabbat you have to be happy. So he says, "I'm not thinking about it right now. There's no point. I can't do anything about it anyways. I'm not doing. I'm not thinking about it." So not only that, not only that he said, I'm not going to do anything, he stuck to his Rabbinu Tam, he stuck to taking, to, to having the Shabbat until the very end. He stuck to it, he says, listen, I have something to deal with, but I don't care, I love Shabbat so much, I'm st- it's staying here. He's, the Shabbat is my guest. So, when he came home from Shul, he had a surprise. What was the surprise? He found his car back. Automatically, he found his car back. He was, he's like, when the world happened, first it's gone, someone stole it, now it's back. He was surprised. And not only that, he saw the car, but he saw an addition to the car. He saw a small note, small paper over there, that's written, I'm sorry for stealing your car. I saw there was a tape in the car. I said, you know what? I have a long ride. Let me play it. Put the tape inside the car. And automatically I heard. Chavi again. Shabbat! Screaming. Tape. I, I, I got scared. I listened to the tape. And the, the words that Chavi again said automatically made me feel bad. It made me feel bad. Maybe the tshuva. I had to return the car. I had to return the car. Because I heard what he said. It shook me. So I had to return it. So this guy didn't think about it the whole Shabbat. And the guy heard Ravi again, returned the car. And the Hasid didn't think about, maybe I'll keep I'll take Shabbat a little early today. I take it out a little early so that I can figure this whole entire thing with the car. No, he's staying in the shul. He says, I still have Shabbat. Even the Shabbat is over for 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 everybody else. He says, I love Shabbat, I'm staying. 
There was another story that Rabbi again had that he was one time speaking to this to this old man named Rabbi Mendel. Now Rabbi Mendel said it was said a story that one time whenever he was a teenager in Europe before the war. It was very difficult. It's not like like you have nowadays that the people would be inside the inside the yeshiva, the students in the yeshiva, and they would come home, you know, very often. They would come home maybe once, twice a week, or something. Even nowadays, they have uh, they go right away. Even they go to they they're like in in Brooklyn or something. They want to go home to Queens. They have to. They have one hour, and that's it. Back in the day, it wasn't like this. Even if you have nowadays, the people go to to Israel from New York. They go to Israel to learn for yeshiva. Even then, if they're rich, they could have back and forth, no problem. Or now they have the calls, they have this, they have that. But back in the day, they would go to the yeshiva. Even in distance from, from Queens to Brooklyn, they would go to the yeshiva and only see their parents twice a year. They would go home twice a year. For Pesach and Sukkot. And... Whenever they went home, they would take a letter from the parents, from the from the Rosh Hashiva, and bring it to the parents, which explaining in detail about how they progressed throughout the year, throughout the Zman. And they would go home and give this to their parents. Now, Rabbi Mendel was explaining that he had to one time one time he had to go home and he had to go for he had to go home for Pesach and he had to catch this train that left early Sunday morning at 6 o'clock 6 o'clock in the morning he had to, the train left and this train only came once a week so he had to there's no way that he was able to miss this train if it wasn't this train that's it he, he had to stay for the next for another for another half a year until he sees, sees his parents again so he says, I have no chance that I can miss this train. So Amosei Shabbat says, you know what? Okay, I need to go to the Rav to ask for the letter. To ask for the letter, say goodbye, thank you very much. So Mendel came to the house. He knocked on the door. No answer. He knocked again. No answer. So... He says, okay, fine, maybe, I don't know, something happened, or maybe he's, I don't know. He looked inside, the, he opened the door, and he looked inside, he was peeking inside, and he could see the Rosh Shiva in the Gemara learning. Ba'amalut. He's not just, okay, whatever, what does it say over here? Okay, very nice. He's in a different world. He's in the Gemara. Mendel comes inside, he says, okay, fine, he's learning, that's why he can't hear me. He goes inside. He goes inside the room, takes a few steps closer, and he says, Kudarav, I'm sorry to bother you, but uh, my train leaves at 6 o'clock. Is there any way you could give me the letter that I have for my parents? The Rosh Hashiva understands. He says, Oh, you're here. He lifts his, uh, he lifts his eyes up, and he notices Mendel. He says, I'm sorry, Mendel, but uh, I have a uh, I have a minhag tradition that I don't I don't write on Motzei Shabbat. 
I don't want to say Shabbat because I love Shabbat. I keep, I try to stay away from things that I can't do on Shabbat. So I, I don't, I don't write on Shabbat. I'm not say Shabbat. Automatically, this shocked Mendel. He says, "What am I going to do? How am I going to get to the bus? It's Moshe Shabbat right now. I can't wait until tomorrow because tomorrow I have to leave already." He's doesn't know what to do. The Rav says, he "says Don't worry. Come tomorrow, five o'clock in the morning. I'll write the letter for you, and then you could go on the on the train." Mendel was worried. He says, "Okay, I understand. I can come back at five and everything, and I could go make the train." Maybe I'll miss it. Maybe this. Maybe something's gonna happen. Maybe he's gonna be sleeping. I can't wake him up. He, he doesn't know what to do. He couldn't sleep the whole night. He's trying to. He's worried. Five o'clock in the morning. He's there. He's knocking on the on the door. The Rosh Hashiva still doesn't answer. Next again, no answer. He's desperate. Mendel opens the door. He sees Rosh Hashiva's learning over there already. It's such an early hour, five o'clock in the morning, already learning. He says, "Okay, I need to get this letter." He walks up, walks up more uh, closer to the Rav. He says, "I'm sorry, could the Rav, please, I have to catch the train. Please give me the. Can you please write the letter for me?" The Rosh Hashiva, he looks up like he's surprised. He says. I told you. Now I can't write on Moshe Shabbat. You have to come back five o'clock in the morning. I told you, come back five o'clock. Now, Mendel's like, wait, whoa, what in the world happened? What do you mean, come back at five? Threw him off, and then Mendel understood. He says, now I understand that the Rosh Shiva was up the whole entire night, learning, being, being. Inside the Gemara, being in the world of the Gemara, being a male Torah, totally losing track of Olamazeh, of time, of space, of everything. Totally lost track of time. So Mendel tells his wife, he says, Katarav, it's five o'clock in the morning. It's, on, it's Saturday morning, it's not Moshe Shabbat anymore. Here in the letter. This thing, you could see that. Rav has such an attachment to Torah, to learning, such connection to the Torah of the previous generation. But there's also another part of the story. It's not only the how much connection the Rav had with his learning. He also had the honor of Shabbat. He says, "I have the the practice of not writing on Shabbat, not writing Motzei Shabbat." Because why? Because he loved Shabbat. He says, "I wanna still have the taste of Olam Haba in my house, in my life, still at least for Motzei Shabbat." A person that's like this, he's not ready to just okay, Shabbat now get out of here. Okay, the time that you needed to be here is over. So, but whenever Shabbat comes out, we have to do something called Havdalah. When we do Havdalah, do Havdalah over the wine and over the fire and also over spices. Say, and we smell the spices. The reason why we have the spices is because since we have 
we get an extra soul for Shabbat, whenever Shabbat comes out, this extra soul leaves us. So, our, our, our soul that we have is a little sad to let this, let this extra soul go. So whenever we smell the spices, it comforts us. It puts us at ease, puts our soul at ease, says it's okay, it's going to come next week. And what is Havdalah? Havdalah means to separate, means separation. You do Havdel from this to this. So whenever you have the law, we're saying that we're separating Shabbat from the six days. Shabbat just came out, so now we're going to the six days. And whenever we say have the law, what do we say? We say, Baruchat Hashem, blessed you, blessed are you. Say who separates, say holiness from the mundane, light from darkness, Israel from nations, and seventh day Yom Shabbat to the six days. Of labor. Now, Hashem separated us from the goyim, from the Gentiles, for a reason. Not just okay, you go here, you go here. Hashem didn't Shalom, put us in, in our own concentration shelf. Okay, you you stay here. You're in the ghettos, and the goyim can roam the world, do whatever they want. It's not how it is. Hashem made us separated because Hashem wants us to be holy. Why? Because Hashem is holy. Hashem is rare. He's very, he's the one, and he's separated from everything else. Everybody else, every. So we also have to be separated from everybody else. We have to be kadosh. We have to be holy, because Hashem is holy. It says, "Kedushim to you, kikadoshani. You be holy. Why? Because I'm holy. That's why Hashem made us made us separated, made us holy. How does he? How does he made us holy. How does he make it different from different? How does he make us different from the goyim? We're the we're the ones that got Shabbat. The goyim did not get Shabbat. Shabbat is a gift for the Yehudim, for the Jews. As the Gemara says, a goy that keeps Shabbat is chayav It's death penalty. A goy is not allowed to keep Shabbat. Why? Because it's a gift specifically for the Yehudim, for the Jews. The Jews are allowed to keep Shabbat. This is what Hashem said. You're separate. This is for you. We have to start. We have to start on Sunday to begin to prepare for the next Shabbat. We need to prepare spiritually and physically. Spiritually, we need to do. We need to learn more halachot. We need to increase more of our knowledge of halachot. We need to fix our midot, fix our character traits so that we're better every week every Shabbat comes as the Chafetz Chaim says, we have to have thoughts of tshuva whenever Shabbat comes in automatically have to say, I need to change I need to do tshuva I need to repent and we also have to fix ourselves spiritually, meaning we have to every single time serve Hashem with more, more joy more happiness Shabbat is coming in. We're happy. Oh, wait, it's only it's only Sunday. No, we're still happy because it's about to come in. What do you mean about to? We have another few days. We still have enough time. No, it's about to come in. Always happy. Always, always in a like you're jumping the happiness because Shabbat is about to come in. Even though it's going to come in 
on on Friday night, even though it's Sunday. It make a difference. I'm happy. Now, physically, we said we have to do spiritually and physically. Physically, we have to plan out what's going to happen. We have to go shopping. We have to cook the food. Whatever it's going to have, whatever it's going to be. If we we're having guests, we have to make a. We have to have food even without the guests because Shabbat is there. Shabbat is our guest. We have to make. And we have to clean the house. We're already setting up the table. Why are you setting the table? It's only Sunday. Oh, it's what we're having a guest. We're having gonna have uh, someone over tonight. We're gonna have it on Shabbat. Why are you preparing now? Looking forward for Shabbat. You have to make it clean and everything. All these type of preparations, so that the next Friday, we're gonna be able to accept Shabbat Queen automatically. Everything is calm. Everybody's happy. We're not. Everybody's fighting for the shower. Everybody's fighting for something. The vacuum is on. The this is on. Everything's on. Everybody's screaming. We're all calm. We're all happy. And we have to do this instead of her waiting for us. Where the Shabbat Queen is over here, and we're like, well, one second, let me just fix this. Let me just do this for your sake. For oh no no. You wait. You're telling the king to wait because one more thing, because I, I need a, you know, do some small little thing that's meaningless. Shabbat is the most important part. Satoshim, we will actually be able to do everything correctly. Hopefully, the past Shabbat that we just passed. hopefully we have grown a lot in spirituality and we've gone closer we've released more of the kingship of Hashem into the world so that next Shabbat we will grow even greater even more and it will take us to Olam Abba what Olam Abba? Olam Abba is the day that is complete and a perfect Shabbat forever and ever.